If you decide where you want to be at the age of 20, you're likely hit it at 25, even at 30 perhaps. But a lot of us don't figure it out until the age of 38. That's right. The average statistic for a successful entrepreneur or business person or career person in their life, they don't really figure out until the age of 38. That's 18 years later after the age of 20. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? Dr. Vikram Raya is a functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert, is here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life. Unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness, all while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. Six things I wish I had learned at 20. In my 20s, man, I thought all I had to do is like work hard in college, get into, at that time I wanted to become a doctor. So I was like, let me get into medical school. And once I'm gonna get out of medical school, all my dreams are addressed, oh, man. And the moment I got into medical school, I thought flowers are gonna come on the top of my head, Lamborghinis, I'd have a million dollar mansion and I'd be set. So rude awakening when I started going through the whole grind, medical school, residency, fellowship, first job, I was like, wait a minute, this is nothing to do with what all the visions of wealth, happiness, success, and free time that I had. So thankfully, I also learned how to do entrepreneurship and a few other things along the way. But this video is really important because I'm going to share with you the six things I wish I knew at the age of 20. So let's get into it. Number one is financial mastery. What do I mean by that? If you decide where you want to be, at the age of 20, you're likely hit it at 25, even at 30 perhaps. But a lot of us don't figure it out until the age of 38. That's right. The average statistic for a successful entrepreneur or business person or career person in their life, they don't really figure out until the age of 38. That's 18 years later after the age of 20. So imagine figuring out in your 20s, and 30s where you, literally your 40s and 50s can be the most funnest time you can ever have because you've made it financially you're free mentally you're free you figured out family you figured out finances you figured out travel you figured out your contribution on earth i think it's important to set a financial direction and stick to it until either new information comes or you achieved your goals number two realize you're the master of your financial destiny I felt the only way to really understand finances was to follow a career path predetermined for me or prescribed for me that I've seen other people successful, so I will follow that same path. But deciding, hey, look, how much money do I want? Deciding what does my work life balance look like? Deciding what are the most useful skill sets I would like to acquire? And then this concept of Ikigai, what is it that the world needs? What is it that I can get paid for? What is my passions and skill sets? And what am I really good at? By combining those four at an earlier age, I think I can go faster, stronger, and better. Next is getting financially educated, right? In undergrad and in medical school or whatever professional school you go to, very little financial education is given. And so things such as the cash flow board game, which is essentially Monopoly on steroids, right? a phenomenal way to just learn how stocks work, how bonds work, how real estate works, right? And realizing it doesn't matter the income you have, 
It just determines if you can create passive investments and active investments and just learning to invest in others and businesses and things like that, that will get you to your financial goals. Learning that delayed gratification is huge. I remember I used to just, knowing that I have a high income job, I would spend everything I had because I'm like, oh, I don't mind taking loans now because once I get my big checks, it doesn't matter. But that's not the way to think. It's the way to think is, look, you enjoy your life, but use what you have, delay the gratification, and know that you can start creating income even as you're ascending the ladder of any kind of job, corporation, or career. I'll give you an example. It was not until I was, I think I was about 31 or 32, I was in Milwaukee doing my cardiology fellowship, and I came across a problem where, look, I was trying to earn extra income as a moonlighter and doing shifts outside of my main job to help support the family. And I came across this long-term care facility where there, someone gets discharged from the hospital, they were trying to take care of them. And so they were understaffed. They didn't have enough physicians in the evenings. And so I was able to get a job in the evenings and be a moonlighter and earn extra money. When I talked to the director, that they were saying, yeah, it's really a shortage. We really need more support. And I'm glad you're doing some shifts, Vikram, but it's not enough. So then, you know, that's when I had that idea. I'm like, oh, there's a problem here. Maybe I can help solve it. So I said, hey, how many shifts do you need covered? We need 20 shifts every month covered. I'm like, okay, I can only do three, uh, 17 other shifts. This is when I decided to start my first company. So I had no clue how to, I had to Google it. I had to ask some people to do it. I think a friend of a friend's brother was a lawyer. He created it for us. Next, I was like, all right, you know, what if I got all my buddies in my fellowship, other cardiology trainees to staff this, but instead of just tell them, hey, anyone who wants to do it, I decided I got a contract from the long-term care facility and say, hey, look, let me provide all of the staffing. You just pay me a lump sum and I'll take care of the rest. And so what I did was then I hired these people in and whatever they got paid, I would take a little piece off the top. And they were so happy because they were looking for positions. They couldn't find any. And I essentially created a medical staffing business in one of the summers as a cardiology fellow. So that was an example of solving problems for others and getting paid for it and providing value to everyone around. So that's number one, financial mastery. Number two is unleashing the power of mindset. All right, number three is the art of authentic connection. In this day and age, it's very rare for us to actually have ourselves to be authentic and really have that authentic connection with others. Social media has made superficiality the norm. And so I urge you to break through this trap and first figure out who you are. Know what you're here for, know what you're made of, what your mission is in life, know what your major transformative purpose is. Go ahead and let that unfold and know that you're on this journey, unique journey on life of life. Find like-minded tribe and find like-minded travelers who are traveling with you on this path. I'll give an example. I was interested in real estate. I had no clue how to do it. I went and showed up at a real estate investment association. That was before the concept of meetups. These were these real estate clubs, if you will, where people gathered, talked, mentored, discussed, had deal discussions, maybe got, had sources of capital, partnerships. And so I went to the DC RIA and through that one association, I ended up finding my CPA, ended up getting started in real estate a little bit, learning a lot of the basics and principles of real estate. And that one meeting literally changed my entire life. So 
the next network association or connection I made was going to that gentleman's boot camp. And so I went to Orlando and I attended a boot camp, which is essentially a place where over the weekend where you have an immersion event and you learn a lot about one topic. So I learned about multifamily, learned about underwriting, learned about how to create a company. I learned about how to raise capital. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And that led to me creating Viking Capital. And the rest is history. It allowed me to do so many things because of that one connection. And then I remember when I was practicing cardiology for a couple of years now, and I was interested in figuring out how do I help patients actually reverse disease? How do I help them instead of treat that hypertension and the diabetes and the cholesterol, how do I reverse it? And so I attended a conference, a medical conference in New York, and I met this another mentor and he was talking about this concept of functional medicine, which I had never heard of, which is essentially treating the root cause of disease. And I consumed all his books. I learned everything about it. And one thing led to another. And I learned that there's a program where they teach doctors how to actually open up their own clinics to do this. And I did that. And it allowed me to then transition out of cardiology into this new form of medicine called functional medicine. So the synchronicity was there. And then finally, I was at a Tony Robbins event and I was all pumped up and I had attended the event first time ever. I was excited and I wanted to continue the momentum because I know these things fade over time. And I signed up for a coach and that one coach, man, it's the introductions, it's the programming, the constant positivity, the empowerment, the sounding board for ideas and strategies and faith when I was trying to create all these companies. Each one of these meetings, networks, connections, all came from just taking action and going out there. And literally these are different turning points in my life because of that. So guys, the art of authentic connection, I wish I knew it sooner, I would have applied it sooner, but something powerful happens when you get out of your house, get out of your apartment and go get out there and take action towards your goals, meet people with similar interest. And it's absolutely amazing. Number four, the power of entrepreneurship. So for many of you, this is the right path, but it's not for all of you. But let's just talk about for the people who are interested in entrepreneurship. In your 20s, that's the time to get started. It's the time to make mistakes. It's the time to go out there and create things. You're usually not married at that time. You don't have kids. You don't have much money to lose. So whatever you do create is just pure experience, pure wisdom, and it lays down the foundation for future success. And sometimes you actually hit a big at a young age. But I think it's a Kylie Jenner or some of these, one of these Instagram kind of celebrities and end up becoming a billionaire in their 20s. It is possible, but really it's, you're doing it for the immense experience that can happen. And the way to become an entrepreneur is to reprogram your brain. Right now, people view entrepreneurship as risky, but it's changing the neuro association to where it's actually riskier to stay employed. It's riskier to give your control of your life to someone else, right? They can fire you whenever you want. They can raise your salary. They can lower your salary. They can decide things for you. And over the years, I've changed my neuro association to what it means to be an entrepreneur. And I think it's actually safer and it's asymmetric risk reward. I do risk some things as an entrepreneur, but because I control most variables, the reward on the backside is so much bigger than the risk I put in. And if you do it the right way, it's absolutely amazing. If you're not an entrepreneur, there's three other ways to get started. One, you can be an entrepreneur, essentially helping someone else in their company to create projects, comp success. So there's three other ways within outside of being a true entrepreneur to have your entrepreneurial spirit unleashed. Essentially, you're being asked or coached 
in someone else's company to create mini companies where you're the domain owner. If you work for a hospital, for example, and they are encouraging you to create your own mini clinic in the hospital that the hospital will back and it's a whole new service line. That is very interesting because they're giving you backing, they're giving you creativity, they're giving you autonomy, and you potentially can negotiate even some of the upside of this new service line. So that's an example of being an entrepreneur. Next is working in a startup, right? You're still an employee, but you're completely surrounded by entrepreneurship and it's a young kind of company and it's very mobile, very nimble, a lot of hours, but it's really creating something new and you can achieve a lot of the benefits of entrepreneurship without you risking everything, if you will, because you're going to get equity, you're going to get options, you're going to get growth all there. And finally, it's being a part-time entrepreneur, which is what I did. I was a wannabe-preneur, I was a solopreneur, and I did it nights and weekends, right? The nights and weekends entrepreneur is a safe way to go. You are using your free time to do an entrepreneur venture, you're a side hustle, if you will. And if it works out, great. You can start transitioning time away from your main hustle toward a side hustle. If it doesn't work out, you close it down and you keep moving. But it's very low risk. It just takes a little longer. That's all. Three ways of being an entrepreneur outside of starting your own company. Entrepreneur, working in a startup, and a part-time entrepreneur for entrepreneurship. All right, number five, living in thrive state. What do I mean by that? Your physiology, your state, your energy levels, the way you operate on a daily basis, your nutrition, health, and physical habits can determine your success in life. And so this thrive state is where you have vibrance of your energy, you are upbeat, you're overall positive, you have, you've been able to change your brain neurochemistry, your blood chemistry, your physiology, you're essentially younger, you're youthful in your appearance, and you have an unfair advantage if you do this. So let's talk about how to get this done. There's a core five in terms of the physiology. You wanna work on your mindset. So what that means is really creating visualization, meditation, prayer, journaling, all of that sort of the mind work. Number two is breath work, right? The Harnessing the power of breath, you can overcome anxiety, stress, you can create sort of these endorphin highs, and you can increase your lung capacity and allow you to have more stamina as you're doing everything. Number three is flexibility, stretching, martial arts, all of that. Number four is HIIT training, high-intensity interval training. And number five is strength training, resistance training. Another thing on the mind was by learning how to harness your nervous system and the, your cognitive, learning how to master your cognitive load by not multitasking, things like that is, is also very helpful. All right, so now let's talk about what we put inside our body and how we take care of our body. Nutrition, sleep, water, and supplements. Having a strategic and precision nutrition plan is very helpful. Monitoring your sleep, tracking your sleep, and optimizing your sleep for at least between six to eight hours a day. Water intake, three liters a day, and then the appropriate supplements you need because despite your best efforts, even if you eat whole foods all day long, the produce and the nutrition we take in now is not the same as it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. And so we do need some supplements, especially if you're playing at a high level as we're talking about. And if you do all this, what happens? Unfair advantage, boundless energy, upgraded body, upgraded life. All right, last one, guys. Number six, time mastery and goal mastery. When I was younger, no one told me about like how to set goals. It's not something my parents talked about. It's not something I learned in school, in education, in medical school, none of it. And really how to be productive and efficient. What an amazing skill set to have. But 
It's not taught really. I don't know how to manage my day, how to manage my time. You just knew you had to just crank out and study, get good grades, get to that next level in whatever the career path you're on. So by unlocking these secrets of extraordinary productivity and goal achievement, you can really shortcut your pathway to success. A lot of people think they need to be in their 30s for that ultimate success, but I'm telling you, if you knew this in your, at age 20, by 25, by 28, you can really hit a lot of the same goals as a lot of us older folks have done in our 30s and 40s. How do you do this? You have to learn the art of effective time management, prioritization, focus. And so let me give you a strategy. Number one, implement a Sunday weekly planning strategy where every Sunday for an hour and a half, you're planning out the whole week. You're assessing the week before, grading yourself, getting an assessment of how you did, making slight improvements, changes, iterations, and then planning for the following week. Number two, you're really doing something called a life box, essentially taking all the main categories of your life, your main career, your side hustle, your fitness, your health, your relationships with your wife or your husband, your kids, your passion, hobbies, and interests, perhaps. It's your vacations and trips. It's your charity, it's your spirituality, your finances, all of that is categorized into these big chunks and all your to-dos and ideas and thoughts are then pre-populated into these main categories because all of these categories you're going to make improvements on. That way you will never get overwhelmed. Everything is captured here, but now you can cherry pick sort of the top things that are prioritized for you to tackle the following week. And you can use just a, a simple piece of paper. You could use something called productivity planner. It doesn't matter. And then finally, you want a five to thrive. Figure out the five things that if you just did these five things, it would move the needle forward in whatever you want. And this is your short-term goals, your mid-term goals, your long-term goals. And learn to use the A2DE protocol. A2DE stands for artificial intelligence, whether that's all the different apps out there, including ChatGBT or MidJourney or all the other ones out there that can do a lot of the work of three, four, five, ten people in a very short amount of time. Next is automation. Learn how to automate as much of what you're doing as possible. Next is delete and delegation. What can you delete or delegate and eliminate? And then the final one is visioneering. This is one of the most powerful things that I wish I knew when I was younger. The concept of the vision board has become popular nowadays, and that's amazing. So if you've never done one, essentially, you can do one digitally on a Pinterest. You can do one on a cardboard. Take a piece of cardboard box, cut it out, and then just start taking pictures from printing out from the Internet, put it up there. Car, watch, house, financial goal, charitable goal, nonprofit you want to start what your body should look like, what you, where you want to take your kids, your spouse, the vacations you want to experience, all of that. And by you consistently seeing that over and over, you're activating your RAS, reticular activating system. And so you'll notice opportunities for these kind of things to happen. You'll create synchronicities. If you want to do this on steroids or something called a mind movie, it's essentially taking and creating a sort of a mini movie. Maybe it's one to three to five minutes at most. But it's taking all the things like who you want to be. It's identity creation. I'm a master of my own fate. I'm a super healthy individual. Hey, I'm positive. The physical and the mental attributes you're ascribing to yourself. And then it's the things you want, like a dream home, dream car, dream vacation, all of that. And so if you watch this in the evenings before you go to sleep, you're able to program the 95% of your brain that makes things happen, the subconscious brain. 
and you'll notice that these things will fast track into your life. I wish I learned these at the age of 20, but better late than never. So let's get going. And until next time, guys, be phenomenal. So number one is financial mastery. Number two is unleashing the power of mindset. Number three is art of authentic connection. The number four is the power of entrepreneurship. Number five is living in a thrive state. And number six is time and goal mastery. I'm out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. Until next time, be phenomenal. Be phenomenal.